Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, here comes Dayden! Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome back to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast NRL. We are live for the Sunday sesh to talk you through all things round 23 of NRL Supercoach. This show is brought to you by the Standard Squeeze helping you drink responsibly and conveniently. I'm your host, the Supercoach Matrix, and joined today with the Supercoach Brain. Brain, how are you today? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I was uh, feeling a little bit better ahead of a few head-to-heads until I got knocked off this afternoon. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully uh, updates are nice and kind for me, but we will we will see. A bit of a midweek for me. Yeah, a bit of midweek for me too. Um, just pivoted with a with a captain choice, just trying to make up some ground, and it just goes to show that sometimes you just got to um, got to go with the proven guns. Yeah, look at the end of the day. I mean, a lot of people went in a different direction and got SJ, and that worked out beautifully for them. You know, like and uh, a few <laughs> other guys. Like if you went and got Chance Nickel Clockstab this week, you're probably licking your wounds a little bit because you would have gone from a Manu or someone like that, which is exactly what I did. Um, but look, I mean, there's been so many moves that we've made throughout the season that have worked out beautifully, completely the opposite. So I think you, you've got to cop these when you make those moves and they don't pan out and they don't work out. I know it's a tough time of the year now to do that, but you've just got to own it and move on. There's still four weeks left, man. Four weeks is a yeah. lot of time to make up ground in Supercoach. Yeah, 100%. I'm excited to see where I land anyway. Um, but on today's show, we're going to go through the winners and losers from round 23. Uh, we're going to answer all the questions from the week gone just ahead. Drop them below and our trade thoughts for the week ahead. Um, subscribe, like, and follow. Go the extra mile. Leave a review. Uh, tell a mate. It sort of becomes that time of the year when 
it seems the super super serious super coaches well that was a that was a mouthful uh the super serious super coaches are online having a look and um yeah there's there's just starts to be a few people drop off so um yeah let your friends know um yeah we'd love to have them along for the ride uh braino how'd you score this week uh before full updates i believe so yeah, sitting on 13.06 at the moment. So one of my leagues, I've got a four-point lead. So I, I will wake up very disappointed or very happy in the morning. We'll see what happens. Uh, and then two other cash leagues, I got knocked off uh, by Aaron that I work with. Um, so shout out to Az. He, uh, we were talking on Friday about this one, actually. And he's like, there's no way I beat you. Because I mean, we beat, I've beaten him two or three times this year already. And he knocked me off. He smoked me this week. He got 13.90. I've got 13.06. So he, he got me good, um, and I've got a 50-point lead in another one. So not not too bad, but I feel like 1,300 is probably even below below par. With what, with what I'm looking at and with the scores that I'm seeing in some of these leagues, like there are some massive scores out there, like 14, 14, 50 kind of scores. So be an interesting week. Yeah, I ended up with, uh, with 12.63. I last minute just got a bit spicy, had a few beers, uh, swapped. <laughs> I see you're laughing at the comments there. Yeah, um, yeah. Swapped Latrell to be my captain after bringing him in this week, playing against the Sharks instead of Kalen Ponga, and basically cost myself 100 points. So, um, yeah, you live and you learn. It's the captaincy that, uh, that kills you, isn't it? Like, that can make or break your week. And if you go in over a 27-round season, you go and get 15 captaincies wrong. Uh, or even if you go and get 10 captaincies wrong, that could be the difference between, you know, potentially, you know, 1,000 points in, in Supercoach. So, yeah, it's uh, it hurts, but you just gotta you just got to lick your wounds and recover and push on for the next week. So, between my vice-captain and my captain, 86 points this week. Ah. Oh, was your vice captain CNK? Yeah, yeah. I was expecting him to go huge. Um, bit disappointing because he went out there, looked really good. Um, all the guys that brought him in would probably be a bit more disappointed than me because I just remember all the good times, all the times I've had him along. And um, yeah, a bit, bit disappointing. But hey, what do you do? Um, let's have a quick review of the trades that we did last week. Um, how many trades do you have left? And I think you mentioned uh, you traded in CNK this week, Brennan. Yeah, it worked out beautifully for me, did it? Uh, I went. I've got three trades left. I've, I went Manu, who got ninety odd, ninety seven. He finished on, and traded in CNK, who got fifteen. Uh, you know, and look, you know, some things are bigger than Super Coach, so ho hopefully he's okay, and and hopefully that we see him back uh, in the next couple of weeks. It looks like CNK will miss next week, unfortunately, with with how that all ended up. So hopefully he's all right. But uh, yeah, not one of my best trades for the season. But uh, I was bound to have a move like that or two. It's it's hard to get really mad after a trade. It's not like you brought him in and he's just performed really bad. He's just mm. come in and knocked out. He got a point a minute. So he was on track to get 80. And he was looking good and he's looked good every game they've played. So I'm not upset about the trade. It was the right move. Uh, look, some would argue that maybe Manu, it wasn't the right week to move Manu, but it was my only path to get CNK. And I feel like that. Uh, CNK move over the next five or five weeks of, of Supercoach that he would have scored more. Now, maybe questionable considering he's going to miss some time, but it is what it is. How about yeah. yourself? What did you do last week? Move wise. So I've also got, ooh, let me have a look. I've got two trades left now. Sorry, I got a bit excited there in my notes. Uh, I've got two <laughs> trades left and I've just traded in Latrell for Val and 
fun fact, Latrell scored more than Val this week. So big moves, moving on up. He absolutely did. I mean, look, that's a kind of a gift really, isn't it? Whilst you didn't want to burn the trade, you still yep. feel pretty good about that move, right? Latrell is Latrell. Like the guy's yep. elite. You got a goal-kicking fullback and one of the most explosive players in the NRL. Uh, and we saw what he did last year. We're just yet to see that this year. But hopefully the last four weeks of the year, or th- sorry, the last three rounds for the Rabbitohs, uh, not including their buy, he brings us home. Yeah, and I'll have a bit bit more of a chat of this um, this Rabbitohs golden run that started last week um, shortly. But, um, yeah, look, pretty pretty happy to have Luttrell in my team. Uh, just disappointed I captained him, to be honest. I just thought the Sharks were worse, and, worse, and they turned up. Um Shout out to the Standard Squeeze. Uh, they've been our sponsors for uh, for the whole of the season. I see that you've got a cup of tea in yours, and I, I have do. a Carlton Dry in mine. Uh, they can, you know, hot, cold, whether it be coffee, whether it be, um, you know, uh, mixing a rum and coke in it, or just sinking some tins in it, and it's got a different uh, different lid for your bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, standard squeeze products have been fantastic to us. How good. I, lo- I love the standard squeeze. I-, I think I've used mine probably three times a day for the last six months. Coffee in the morning, tea at night, chuck a stubby in it or chuck a tin in it in the afternoon for when you lunch. get home from a sh- – from a lo- and for lunch, hey, if you're that way inclined, go nuts. Uh, if you're a car salesman, mate, you- you've got to definitely get stuck into the beers at lunchtime. Uh if I, I work in a gym, so probably not. Not It might be frowned upon a tiny bit if I cracked open a tinny at lunchtime at the gym, but anyway. Um, no, nah, the, the guys are quality. And they, <laughs> it's true. It is true. Uh, but no, we, we do. We thank the support of, of the Standard Squeeze. The guys there, Ash and the team, are fantastic to us. And uh, yeah, if you want to help those that help us and support us, use the code INSIGHT15 and get yourself 15% off. Uh, they've got some pretty sick attire as well. Uh, they've got some apparel. Now, shirts, jumpers, I'm wearing the jumper, the little crew neck at the moment. Um, and they've got a ton of extra stuff, singlets, tank tops, and all that kind of stuff as well if you want to rep the brand even more. Sorry, Ash, you didn't get a run this week. <laughs> that That is a nice jumper, though. They just released, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, that, were the, that was the Mitchell and Ness collection that sold out in about 15 minutes, so pretty stoked to get one. Pretty stoked yeah. to, to blow 150 bucks on it, so... Yeah, well, were you were you sitting there like Taylor Swift tickets, just hitting the refresh yeah. button, making sure that you got one? Yeah. Yeah, and I missed out on the corduroy hat. Disappointed. Yeah, that is disappointing. That does look nice. I might get a Balmain Tigers corduroy maybe. We'll see. Talk dirty we'll to see. me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not West Tigers because since then we've been terrible aside from 2005. Maybe Balmain yeah. were a good team back in the day. Maybe you could get a Magpies one. Yeah, maybe. I like, I like orange. We'll go with Balmain. Yeah, just like your hair. Um, Roosters Just my beard, 26, not the top part. Yeah. <laughs> Roosters 26 <laughs> defeated the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles 16 on Friday, on Thursday night. What'd you make of this one? Yeah, I mean, a bit of a bludger game, wasn't it? I feel like the referees lost a little bit of control in this one. And uh, special, special mention to Nathan Brown, who breaks the record for the lowest super coach score in history. Negative 18, Nathan Brown got. So, uh, yeah, and there were three people that traded him in, which is uh, very depressing for those three people. Six people traded him out, though. So, I mean, mate, double the success if you're going to move on from Nathan Brown. But let's just say that these guys aren't watching podcasts and they're probably not in the hunt to win their head-to-head leagues. Yeah, probably not. They're probably um, Nathan Brown's family, to be honest. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe. Now, look, I I can't say that I enjoyed this game. I feel like Manly played poorly. I feel like the Roosters didn't actually play very good football either and still managed to pull out a win. Um, but Billy Smith gets the uh, gets the ton, raises the bat this weekend, and he's got a couple of nice scores back-to-back now, hasn't he? So he's uh, after everybody's moved him on, he's, he, I'm telling you, the guy's the ultimate catfish. He, he, brought, he lured us in. He got a couple of 90s or a couple of 80s to get us into his team, and then we got him for the price rise, and then everyone's moved him on after he got five 30s in a row. And then now he's gone back-to-back hundreds. Like, come on, man. Come on, Billy. Cut us a break. You know what I hate? Him rewarding people that ran out of trades. Oh, yeah. That a, like, like, you get messages from people and they burnt their trades, like, from max trading all along. They're like, played Billy Smith this week. I was like, mate, I know that you had no trades left. You were you were max trading every week and you yep. cooked. But uh, alas, they beat me by 100, so... Now, speaking of Max Trades, <clears throat> our friend Ryan Hammond, Ryan Parry, whatever he wants to call himself, is in the chat. Uh, he got 14.77, and he has Max Traded. Uh, I think every single week he hops in my inbox. We have a good chat about his moves and what's happening this week. And uh, every single week he's like, yeah, should I make this move or this move? I'm like, man, how many trades do you have left? Oh, two, one, whatever. Uh, so he's just run, running the gauntlet at the moment, and it's it's paid off for him this week. 14.70 is huge. Smells like a Billy Smith owner to me. Absolutely. Absolutely he does. And Mickey Dell's in the in the chat as well, host of the AFL podcast and a big part of our NBA pod as well. Uh, throwing a few compliments at us as as we yeah. paid him to do. We did flick him that pineapple before we hopped on live. So thanks, Mick, for, for looking after us, mate. Yes, 100%. Um, another guy that I thought starred in this game was Hamoli Olakawatu with a 79. We're both owners. Um, he's about 6 or 7% owned at the moment and, yeah, was just extremely happy. Absolutely. Nice little pod. I think he's still only 7% owned. So very happy with, with Ola Kawatu. He's done a very solid job for us as, a, as that pod. And I owned him for a lot of the last year as well. Um, and he was quality there. I think when we look at his last two scores, he got, oh, sorry, his last three scores, 72, 81, and 79. You can't ask much more for a guy when you pick him up at 530K to be putting up those kind of scores for you because that's 700K range scores. So very happy, very happy with Ola Kawatu. Yeah, Tell you who no. I'm not happy about, though, Joey Marnie, because he, uh, I traded him out. He did nothing last week. And you know what? On the pod, for anybody who wants to go back and laugh at me, on the pod, when was it last Tuesday, I said, uh, Joey Manu, not a fan of Joey Manu uh, on Tuesday because he just doesn't seem like he's roving around the field that much. He doesn't yeah. seem like he's getting away from right center. And um, until I see some of that, like, I'm off Joey Manu, and that's why I moved him, because he was just sitting at right centre doing nothing. And then what does he do this game as soon as I move him out? You see, you see him picking the ball up from dummy half, scooting 10 metres out. You see him over at left wing picking the ball up. Joey, come on. Yeah, I, I got rorted. I got rorted this week. Hey, Thanks, Joey. Just remember, Manly aren't the Broncos, so they've went in with a different game plan. They've got Joey involved, and I think when the Roosters are playing downhill, Joey Manu's going to score some points. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think we we looked at Teddy, right? And we were looking at the draw going, no, it's actually not bad. Uh, Same thing applies for Joey Manu, except now it looks like he's roving second fullback Joey Manu again. So if you held, hold on, because he'll definitely be a guy you finish the season with. And you wouldn't be too disappointed with Teddy, 71, if you're an owner? No, not at all. I mean, we look at Gutho, got 78, I think he did. 
You know, Teddy getting 71 is a lacier problem, especially when he was on like 30 with about 15 minutes to go. So yeah. uh, a few little junk points at the end there for Teddy. So very happy owners yeah. there. I'll tell you who, just just very quickly, not super coach relevant this year, but I'm really hoping he doesn't score too well so that we can get him nice and cheap next year. Sua Wong, Josh Wong from the Roosters, 58 with a try. He looks, looks quality. Today. He's just such a good player. He's serious, immense talent, this guy. So... I, I hope they put him on ice personally so that we can get him sub 300k next year, but I don't think it's going to happen. I flirted with getting him at the start of the year, but then just sort of thought the way that he was sort of in and out of that 18th man, I just smelt an AE nightmare. But look, yeah, you hope if he's so uh, if he's 300k, he's in my team to start the week. Absolutely. Oh, it just depends who gets the starting gig there on the edge for the Roosters next year yep. too. Who knows? We, we don't know yep. how that's going to end up when they've got Egan Butcher, they've got Nat Butcher. Angus Crichton as well, we need to remember, is going to be sub 500k next year starting and probably the first player I pick in my team next year. Um, So they've got so many edge options. Victor Radley playing in the middle, depending on whether he's in England or not next year. So, yeah, yeah. very interesting watch. If you've got a few trades, are you hitting panic stations on Ruben Garrick? One of the sexiest men in league. Not one of. The the sexiest (laughs) man in league, I reckon. He's number one for me, big rubes. Uh, Yes, I am. See, I mean, look, 62, that's fine. It's it's fine. We're not going to complain about a 62. But I'm just thinking now, like, from what we've seen, he just looked a little bit lost. Like, however he got 62, I have no idea. I can't imagine what he's going to do when he plays well. But, Unicorn. Like, it looked awful. Like, looked disengaged. Yeah, and he's, I mean, his goal kicking wasn't that great either. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. He only kicked two from four. Um. Uh, it, and we're not going to get – maybe we're not getting the base from him. I mean, we've got 20 points in runs. Maybe that needs to be higher. Maybe that's probably the issue. Um, but he didn't look like he was in the right spots. And I, I commented in the Discord for anybody who who chats with us in the Discord. and uh, It didn't look like he was sweeping left and right. It looked like he was just kind of floating around the middle looking for support play, and he wasn't actually creating those overlap sweeps out the back. So I don't know. Hopefully that changes. I, I'm not getting him out now. I've got only got three trades left, so I'll, I'll ride the gauntlet. But I if you've got six trades or something, you could move him on. Yeah, 100%. Schuster got 66, but not really super coach relevant. Let's move on to the next game, man. Uh, where, in the end, the Warriors 28 beat the Titans 12-man squad 18. <laughs> Did you get a chance to watch this? I sort of popped on after CNK. I was getting home home a little bit late. Missed the first little bit. Missed CNK getting injured, uh, which is a big talking point. Um, but the Titans looked really good with 12 players. Yeah, they did. Uh, look, if if it was 13 on 13 for the majority of this game, maybe it might have been a different result. They were playing some pretty good footy. Um, maybe. I the Warriors actually... Yeah, the Warriors didn't look that great either, funnily enough. I mean, it was at Seabus, so, you know, they were away from home. But no excuse, really. We kind of expected the Warriors to turn up. And, and I'll tell you who did turn up, Sean Johnson. 149 uh, with updates now. So the guy's just a gun. And if you went Nico Hines to Sean Johnson last week, you, you're very happy with that move. Uh, I'm very interested to see over the next four weeks who outscores who out of those two because that's going to probably be a big determining factor in where you finish at the end of the year. Yep. Yeah, yeah, look. Pretty happy with Holden Nico because he still went and got himself a hundred. I don't know if Sean Johnson would have had as big of an impact if he was against thirteen. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Definitely took advantage of that that twelve v thirteen. Which end, which sure. smart player? 
very intelligent to to even come back into this form so late in his career. Like, could be one of the most intelligent footballers out there. Um, made the right reads. Um, really, the only guy I could see that really took advantage of that extra extra man being out. I expect it to be on the wings where they scored. Um, but yeah, it was straight up the guts with SJ. Good play. A lot of people VC'd. I think he was 15% VC'd in the top 1% of teams. So very happy as a VC. And you take that loop every day of the week when you get over 130, really, don't you? Um, yeah. I, I, there were questions out there with people who had Sonny Luke who ended up with two or something. And you would, they were still taking the loop. So interesting play. You probably end up losing out if you took the SJ loop if you had the C on Ponga and you had Sonny Luke as your two AE. So, yeah, very interesting play. Um, Jaden Campbell, though. He was good. Yeah, so just going just gonna to keep a, a bit of a heads up to you that in our notes is was pre-updates. Updates must have happened while I was making the notes. So Jaden Campbell's finished on 93, which it's criminal that this guy doesn't have a starting contract. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? I mean, Tanner Boyd maybe, the clock's ticking on, on him. Uh, AJ Brimson, does he move back into the halves? Uh, look, it, there's a lot of question marks there, but Jaden Campbell needs to be your fullback. He just needs to be. Like you can't use him at five eight, unfortunately. Just his defense in the lot in in the defensive line is just not great, and they're going to target him pretty pretty heavily as they have done when he played five eight. But at fullback, man, the guy's electric. He's such a good player. Is it kind of in that Reese Walsh kind of mode, isn't he, as a player? Yeah, yeah, sort of that mold. Um, just where he sits there. Oh. I love watching him play. I get excited when he's playing at fullback. And I'm a massive AJ Brimson fan. Maybe it's AJ Brimson to the centers or something. I don't know. Try it at the end of the year. They're not going to be playing finals footy. Just see what happens. Yeah, that's what they did last year when they threw AJ Brimson back to fullback. I can't remember yeah. whether it was they moved him from fullback to 5'8 or 5'8 to fullback. But whatever they did, it worked because he finished with 300s in a row. So yeah, maybe they do the same. And and after updates, David Fafita's finished on 94 Exciting for owners, as I thought that he was must-have, even after he rattled off a couple of 50s the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's good to have him back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not really much to say about Fafita. You've got to get him in your team. We've said it all year. Uh, we, we traded him out tactically during the buys, but we got him straight back in for, for this reason. He got a yeah. couple of 50s, but, I mean, we're complaining about 50s from David Fafita because we know that he can get hundreds week in, week out. The guy's got 600s in six starts. You just need someone like that in your team. And I'm pretty sure he's like very heavily owned. So, yep. Uh, Tohu Harris got a meat pie. How good. Love yep. that for me. Um, Finished on 75. Like... Some people were trading him out. Yeah. And look, some people sat him. A lot of people sat him this week. So, uh, and look, I understand why you'd sit him. The last few weeks, he hasn't really had the minutes. So, I, I get that. Uh, but in saying that, we know Tohu and what he can do. And he links up really well with AFB close to the line. So, they're using him as that link man, and he's got those attacking stats in him, and he showed that, didn't he? He with that with that try that he got. So um, he does look like a mummy, and he he looks pretty wrapped up and bandaged at the moment. But uh, we know that Tohu's gonna he's gonna push on, and he'll get the minutes. Yeah, and it's great. Like he is that ball playing forward, and again, like we talk about when they're playing downhill, um, which realistically they weren't a lot of this game, but they were playing against 12 people. Those ball players are going to be getting some good points. He puts the work in on defense and he just come off a week off. So um, look, the, uh, O'Brien, the coach said that he was not going to be sitting anybody down the stretch. Uh, I suppose they need those tickets. Um, 
yeah, Tohu's going to play, and he's going to play big minutes. Yeah, hopefully, if I can get sixty from Tohu every week, I'm fine. I can I can live with that. Not a problem at all. Uh, just another couple of mentions here. Dallin Matani's Lesniak, sixty-seven, was a little bit of a pot option as a uh, away from CNK. So if you didn't get CNK or you wanted another piece of that backline, he did okay. Uh, and Adam Fanil Blake with a sixty-one, also pretty popular up front. Uh, Jackson Ford with a 93 as well is just worth a mention because uh, a lot of people sat Jackson Ford this week too. And I'm, look, I'm playing Jackson Ford every week if I'm an owner. With this draw and with what he can do on an edge there, honestly, he's nearly a must play. Yeah, if I had him, I would have been playing him. Sort of regret getting rid of him. He was sort of quite mid. I started thinking Murata Niakore was – I was spruiking him up. Um, but I thought he was going to play that role. The great news is there is somebody that's playing that role that's went up, what, 300K, probably 400K at one stage. Yeah, you've got to be playing him every game if you own him. Yeah, 100%. Completely agree with you. Uh, should we move on, mate? Yeah. Panthers. Into, Pan- yeah, go for it. Panthers 26, Panthers 26 Storm 6. I'm, I'm, they just blew them out. They just blew them out. Panthers are just so good. They're such a good team. Their defensive structure is second to none. No no team in the competition defends as well as them. And the Broncos have a, a very solid defensively. But I'm just questioning who competes with them this year? Who beats them? Because if they play like they have the last month, no one will. And they'll go three in, three in a row. Super excited as a Broncos fan, but maybe we just need to jag our best game and the Panthers' worst game to beat them. I'm actually really worried. Panthers look the Broncos have looked the best that they have in years. The Panthers are next level. They are phenomenal. So good. And that's what happens when you've got stability in your roster. <clears throat> They've got the same reliable guys week in, week out. And look, yeah, they lost Viliami Kikau this year. And it honestly was like water off a duck's back with these guys. You would think Viliami Kikau going to another club would be a really kind of big dagger for for them. And it, look, it took them a while to get going. But bloody hell, man, they're just such a good team. And Scott Sorensen's come in and just kind of replace kick out, which is insane. Nuts. Then I tell you what, they know what they're doing uh, with their signings. Um, like even Hoskins had his, uh, had his minutes of being a star. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about him being in the centers, but anyway. Yeah. A bit of a weird one, but Hey, like defensively he was sound. He was good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it just shows how good the system is there at, at Penrith for, uh, for him to go into the centers and just look like another piece. So on them. We'll cover our tons first, but I've just had me heartbroken there with, after updates. Uh, Brian Toto, 108. Uh, Nathan Cleary, 103. You'd be happy to own any of these guys. I only own Cleary. I started the year with Toto. It just goes to show that you can't replace, I don't know, consistency. You can't replace just a big guy that eats meters on the wing. I, w- I was $2,400 off getting him, uh, and instead I went Hamiso. And, uh, yeah, over the last two weeks, he's got me, I think, 48 and 30-odd. So it hasn't really panned out for me, that move. Uh, and that was because Jared Croker lost 30K, and I can't remember who it was, but they gained a ton of cash. Oh, Toto got 90 that week that I didn't get him. So the disparity in cash lost me, uh, yeah, 2K would have uh, got me an extra uh, 200 points over two weeks. So, anyway, yeah. that's super coach, isn't it? Dodge that you kind of wish that Jared Croker was in this position where he sits because uh, the centers were pretty good today over there. But I see Harry Grant updated from in the early 40s to 57. That's a bit of a dagger for owners. Mm, for non-owners, oh, for non-owners. Yeah, yeah. 
and I am one. I know you are too. Whenever I see Harry Grant get sub 50, I'm like, you beauty, that's a win. I'm going to tick that one off. Um, and then when he gets upgraded, I mean, look, 57 is still not great for what you pay for Harry Grant. So that's fine. I can I can deal with that, especially with Damian Cook got 60-odd or whatever he got today, uh, yesterday, the day before, whenever it was. Um, so not overly upset. But, yeah, it, it's a win because he's, what, nearly 90% owned in the top 1%. Yeah, yeah. And for good reason, they got his 140 last week. Uh, but again, we're looking over five weeks and he scored, what, 240? Like, yeah, he's you're probably not getting the cash value there. And that's why Hooker's a little bit mid. Cam Munster, yeah. 46. Fuck me. That, that hurts me. That hurts me. Uh, I backed Munster maybe three week, two, three weeks ago, I think it was, and he just hasn't come through for me. Uh, I think he got 90 or something last week, was it? Um, that that try, good. that nice, yeah, that nice try that he got put on by himself. But since then, a bit underwhelming. So, I mean, look, we're at a position now where we have to, we've made our bed, we have to lie in it with the trades that we've made and the, the way we've set up our team. So uh, I'm not upset about owning Cam Munster. Let's just put it that way. I'm not, I'm not upset to have him. And nobody else is knocking down the door. Like, I have Cam Munster. I have Cody Walker. Yes, they've been disappointing, but who at 5'8 has been, been any better? Nobody. Yeah, no no one recently, that's for sure. Um, not even Dylan Brown today. Kind of first game back. Don't really expect too much from him, but he was a premium, what, 815K. Dylan Brown at 5'8 when everybody had the bloke and uh, obviously went and got suspended. So, uh not even here. He's putting the score up this week. No, no. So, so you just roll with the punches. Everybody's the same. Just rule those two out and, and keep rolling. Um, is there anyone else that you think that we need to talk about with the Storm and the Panthers? Nick Meany, 39 is a bit disappointing, but, yeah, there's nothing else to be looking at. No, I don't think so, man. Eli Katoa, 33. His price is going to now drop, isn't it? So what's his break-even of 86? He'll go sub 500K now. So if you're looking for a nice little pod, I don't mind him. Uh, we know what he can do on that right edge when he gets a start. So it's only a matter of time before he comes back into this starting lineup. I feel like Eli Katoa could be a really nice pod for the run home considering their final four games for Storm. They've got Canberra, Dragons, Gold Coast over the next three weeks into the Broncos round 27. So Eli Katoa, put him in your blackboard. This is why we loaded up on the on the Storm players. It hasn't panned out yet, but we just got to have faith. Next three weeks are key. We'll, we'll see whether this move has paid out, uh, played out the way we wanted it to in three weeks' time. And Dylan Edwards finished on 35 and then went and got downgraded to 22. Rib injury there. They haven't really been super transparent. Oh, that hurts. That, yeah, a lot of people went Dylan Edwards. I know a, a couple of friends, actually, that went Dylan Edwards instead of going the popular route with Latrell or Gutho or... Walsh or whoever it was, Teddy. Um, so you'd be pretty disappointed with his last run of scores. But anyway, yeah. it's, that it's a risky take just... when you go against the crowd. Oh, update to be kind, but that might have just cost me a head-to-head draft league. So. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> that hurts. So, uh, mate, let's move on to your Broncos and make you feel better. 30-14 to 14 win over the Cowboys. Fuck. Thoughts on Tell this one? Me. Talk to me about Paddy Carrigan. Do you reckon I could get... I could get it. I reckon you could get the man bun looking thing going on. I reckon he's seen seen it in this retro thing. Because I tell you what, I just wanna I just wanna be him. 
<laughs> good, good looking bloke. I mean, I did say that Ruben Garrick's the best looking bloke, but I tell you what, he's a very, very close second, Paddy Carrigan. Oh, so, it depends uh, if you're. It depends if you're an arm or a charm guy. So um, that's true. That's true. You, so, you've got a. It's an acquired taste, the man man bun kind of look as well. So yeah, I think I think my wife would dig it. Mm. Fair call. Fair call. Um, but 125. After, that's his second try now for the, for the year. After like 69, 70 something games without a try, I just wanted to say 69. Um, <laughs> he scored two in a row. How good! Yeah, that's that's awesome. Good on him. I'm very happy for him. Giggity, giggity, giggity. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. um, <laughs> Cowboys threw everything at the Broncos, but they did just hold up. Uh, Payne Hass was proving why he's the number one front row forward in the game. Not super coach wise, and like he never scores a try for his 80, 90. Um, just puts doesn't need to. Work. Yeah, guy's a gun. Uh, I mean, he got downgraded from 93 to 85, which is great as a non owner for me, but still 85's quality, uh, especially in a front row position that isn't really that great this year. But again, I had Torhu there for 78, so same, same. I uh, can hold a trade there, luckily. And uh, Payne Haas hasn't, let's be honest, he hasn't been lighting it up over the last month, has he? No. So no, couple, I feel like. A couple of 50s and a 62, I think. So. Yeah, he's not a, I still wouldn't call him a must have. Unless you've got bloody six, seven trades left and you just want to rip in for the next four weeks. I, I think if you don't have him, you, the boat sailed. Yeah. Um, I've got something to say about Kyle Felt. You guys are all invited over for a barbecue the day he retires. Because he just haunts Broncos fans. Killed you, didn't he? 104, he finished on didn't, with a double. We didn't. We won, but we can well, make a story out of it. No, he's, he's just he just does something against the Broncos. He just turns up every game. Yeah, quality. Quality player for a long time. Obviously lost his spot to Valame, uh, which is, you know, the right move. You know, Felt's getting on. Valame's young. He's done a great job on the right wing. The move made sense, but obviously uh, with Valley up, it's opened the door for Felt to come back in, and and uh, he reminded the Cowboys selection team why he, they should pick him again next week. So it looks like he's got three or four weeks, or he's got the rest of the regular season uh, to, to show people why he should be there next year. Yeah, 100%. Look, realistically, how disappointed would you be with drink water, spending a million dollars for him because there were some people that paid up. Well, look, I mean, sixty-seven this week, not not that great. Um, one hundred and forty-one break even. He's going to drop under the mill. Rip. Uh, but let's look through his last four or his last five, six, seven. Okay, this is insane. I'm I'm actually trying to go back and count when he was shit, and I'm struggling to find it. Uh, Tigers wasn't. in he's round a twelve. Dollars. 95, 117, 104, 95, 140, 173, 86, 122. That's an eight that I don't even know what that eight, eight round average is, but it'd be 120. Like that is, that's crazy town. And then obviously you got a 58 against Gold Coast and now a 67 against uh, the Broncos, which look, we didn't expect him to score well against the Broncos, did we? No, Especially without Val. Well but um, hold him, enjoy it because he he could still knock out a couple of other tons before the, the season finishes yeah, up. You're not hitting panic stations. Had 144 break even. He's went and got himself in the late 60s. You take it. You just hope that you – you probably didn't captain him against the Broncos anyway. Wouldn't Nah, wouldn't have thought so. Um, anyone else to talk about here, mate? Selwyn Cobbo ruining my multi by scoring in the uh, 79th minute. Took the total points overs, didn't he? No good. 
yeah, no, no good, um, but still really good. Uh, Billy went and banged out a 54, just proving why he's superior to Robson, who have held all year. How good? Isn't it rude that, uh, you know, as good as Billy Walters is, a player that was kind of flying under the radar at the start of the season. Uh, Robson was very, very popular. Uh, Cook was popular. Grant was popular. All these guys. And then you got Billy Walters coming in at the back end of the season, now scoring the popular options. How good. Good on He's him. He's going to write and draft for me. Um, I've yeah, got him in a draft too. Yeah. <laughs> Having Robson all year has just been probably awful, actually. I may as well have just ran Reed Marnie all year. Mm. Yeah, well, I nearly have. Uh, <laughs> and it hasn't been that much better, let me tell you. Uh, Reese um, Walsh 58, I guess, is yeah. the only other talking point here on this one. Uh, like 60 is 60. He scored a try, though. Are you, I mean, are you concerned as an owner if you have him with a try and a 58? I am concerned, but I'm not sure people have the trades to move him out. So if I did ha- own him and have plenty of trades, I would probably look elsewhere. Like Latrell went and got 71. In a beaten side, if you could go straight across to Luttrell, I'd prefer Luttrell to Reese Walsh. And they're both as big of a chance as the next one to score 120. They both have a buy looming. Um, yeah, probably just rate Luttrell. He's, I think he's base. I think his floor is better. I just think Luttrell is better right now than Reese Walsh. As much as I love watching Reese Walsh play, um, yeah, look, not for Supercoach down the stretch. Yep, fair call. Mate, let's move on. Knights 30, Dolphins 28. This was actually, a, a, I mean, I'd say a good game because it was close, but... It was a game. Yeah, that's that's for sure. A couple of big scores in this one. Very popular captaincy option, Kalen Ponga, who was captained by 65% of the top 1% of teams uh, with a 121, so 242 as captain. I captained him, feeling pretty good about it. Um, but pipped by Jermaine Asako with a 124, who absolutely murdered the Knights' right edge, or left edge, sorry, uh, with a hat-trick. Shame you can't kick goals. Yeah, legit. I went and barked me young fella, and he scored three tries while I was there, in there. <laughs> Not a long bath, short bath. No, no, no. It was like, it was like four minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. So can't kick, but sensational. Lemuelo was great as well. Honestly, um, Dolphins just showing a bit of ticker, which is good for the fans uh, going down the end of the year. And Knights getting a bit of a scare. Maybe they're just not as much of a lock for that top eight spot as we as we thought. But the way that the Cowboys are going, I can't really see them pushing him out. Um, Sharks, if they play like that, they might solidify their spot in there. Um, I know Raiders weren't that convincing either. Yeah, I'm not when really. You can sure. only beat the, when you can only beat the Tigers by four points, it's not convincing. That's kind of like a loss really, against the Tigers. And look, they played well. We'll talk about them soon, but you can't you can't only beat the Tigers by four this year. Yeah. A guy that you wanted to bring in this week, Dan Gay Guy, 70. Mm. Tell me about him. He's amazing. Well, I mean, oh, the guy's a gun. It's it's mostly in base. Uh, 12 tackles, 18, in, 18 points in tackle breaks, nine tackle breaks in this game. Uh, he got a line break and a line break assist as well. He actually is a really good passer, Dan Gay Guy. So... Uh, he gets Dom Young in the clear more often than not, and then 24 points in runs alone. 
So the guy's base is, is top notch. And then if he gets any attacking stats or gets a try, he's getting a hundred. So I do like I do like Dane Gaga. I messaged you, I think it was maybe Thursday, and I woke up feeling real spicy about my trades, going, Oh, maybe I could make another one here and I could do Garrick to Gaga. I'm kind of glad I didn't because it would have got me an extra eight points, but it would have burnt me a trade. But hey, the draw coming up for the next four weeks for Dane Gagai is probably one of the best draws in the comp when we look at defensive right centers and right wingers or right edge players in general. He's coming up against teams, the next four teams, uh, that leak the most points to right edge uh, or the most tries to right edge players. So, hey, if you want to pod, Dane Gagai's your man, I reckon. Yeah, I'm rolling Dom Young um, over on that side. And, yeah, oh, sorry, I'm rolling Dom Young in draft. So you got to get a bit excited about something when you've got no trades left. Um, so just just trying to find some extra people. I can te- I can talk about CNK all day because I've had him, you know, for for twelve rounds. Uh, but you guys have been listening for for that long. So yeah, look, Dom Young. I've got a little piece of that side in my draft. But on the left side, Greg Marju looked disengaged and absolutely just ordinary. I think one thing to keep in mind as well is that that left edge uh, or left edge players or left wingers against the Dolphins actually don't score that well. Uh, they've So the Dolphins have only let in six tries to left wingers all season, as opposed to the 19 tries that they've let into right wingers. So when you look at the tar- when the Knights see those stats, they're going, yep, we're going right all game. And that's what they did. Um, but yeah, uh, he still, he scored a try and got 53. The base just wasn't there. That's, that's all. Uh, and it's normally there, so I'm not I'm not panicking as an owner. I'm not worried, but as a non-owner, you'd be pretty happy. You only got 53 with a try. Yeah, I am. And one of one of your pods, the hammer, yeah. center wing fullback, 37. Sorry, I talked you into this one. Yeah, look, no, I mean, at the end of the day, I kind of I ran with it as much as you did. Um, I feel like maybe tried to outthink the room a tiny bit on it or maybe look for something a little bit too spicy. I was tossing up and I could have got Jermaine Asako and that probably would have played out much better for me. But uh, I think at the end of the year, you start to look at your team and you look at the players and you open up the top 1% in the Supercoach app and you go, how many of the top 15 players do I have? And when I looked at that list, I'm like, fuck, I've got 13 of the top 15. The only two I didn't have was Harry Grant and Payne Haas, I think. And then Jermaine Asako was sitting at around 50% own. And I'm like, look, I've got to... I've got to, uh, I've got to make a different move. I don't, I don't want yep. just to just add to the same fucking, you know, 16, 17 players that everyone else has. I want to try and find a differential, and um, a couple of work, but this one didn't. But hey, you never know. We'll see what happens over the next month. There's still a lot of footy to be played. Yeah, hundred percent. Let's head into the next game: the Rabbitohs and the Sharks. Um, the Sharks were super impressive, and I don't even think the Rabbitohs were that bad. Yeah, I, oh, I do. I mean, I don't think they played their best footy in, in any way, shape, or form. Um, Latrell 71 did nothing again. Uh, I mean, he tried to get himself involved, but it was too late. Uh, they had a little bit of a burst there at the end of the game to bring the score back to something reasonable. But what was the score? It was 20 nil at one stage, wasn't it? Yep. So, uh, yeah, and then AJ got that try in the corner, which was fantastic as an AJ owner, finished with 66, so that's nice. Um, and as a Cody non-owner with a 49, I'm very happy about that as well. You'd probably not so much. Yeah, I've loaded up. I've actually got four Rabbitohs, uh, Luttrell, AJ, Cody Walker, and Ty Munro. Mate, a bit of a dismal game. I went to bed, to be honest. I went to bed with about 20 minutes to go. 
Um, just disappointing. Happy to be a Nico Hines owner because at one point during the week, I saw that 24, 24% of teams were trading out Nico Hines, which I think is madness a little bit. Look, good move. They're probably going to Sean Johnson and they've got the up this week. But this is, yeah. I suppose, just very good for owners. Just what we needed to see. Yeah, and look, it's against Souths. Like, score 100 against Souths, you're doing pretty well. And look, when we look at... Let's look at Nico Hines' last five scores before he got 22 against Penrith and everyone panic traded him out. 129, 156, 109, 72, 86. Like, I understand the reason why people are trading him out because he had Souths, but I'll tell you what, imagine being a non-owner against the Gold Coast Titans next week and the Cowboys the week after that. Uh, the next fortnight, Nico could repay the faith big time. Yeah, because Cowboys didn't look fantastic either. I know that they were playing one of the better teams, but I actually think in my tips I'll take the Sharks against them. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I don't mind that. I mean, look, let's look at the last four games they've got. They've got the Titans, the Cowboys, the Knights, the Raiders. They could put a score on all four of these teams, let's be honest. And uh, I see Robbie Starr jumping on, mate. Good to have you with us. Uh, said that the Rabbitohs have now dropped the ninth, so the Sharks still can't beat a top eight team. I'll say to this that the Rabbitohs the Rabbitohs were in the top eight at the start of that matchup. So does that count? I'm going to, I'm going to give it to them. I reckon they got a dub there. No, we'll see. I hope they keep, I hope they keep losing. I hope they keep losing and Nico just keeps scoring points. I hope they win and win big and Nico scores 160 from here and averages 160 and Sean Johnson averages 35. Sorry for Sean Johnson owners, but that's just my selfish uh, antipod choices. Um, yeah, not too much to talk about. Cam Murray owners would have been pretty happy with the 72. Uh, Damo Cook owners would have been happy with the 69 there. Um, but, yeah, not too much to talk about. I don't think anybody really owns Trindle at this stage who ended up with uh, more than 70. The people that are still holding on to Katoa cashed in. And Nikara owners, after updates, I'm pretty happy with 50 from Nikara. It was looking a bit grim. Mm. Yeah, scraped into above 50. Good on him. Thanks for thank the extra five points there from Supercoach HQ or Fox Stats or whatever the whoever does these stats. Um, thanks, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy Sexter. Uh, the poor guy cops so much flack as well. Everybody messaging him and shit saying, well, haven't the updates been done yet? It's got nothing to do with him at all. Can you imagine his DMs just popping off every single week? Poor bloke. <laughs> hey, Campbell Graham, only 46. I don't, I don't mind him as a pod, and I actually thought this was a really nice matchup for him. I took a punt on him for a double this weekend. Obviously, that didn't pay off, but I mean, like, so we've got so many good Rabbitohs options, and you can only have so many. So I still like him. I, I still like the matchups too, but maybe it's going to be into Superpod territory. The worst thing is the people that own him aren't going to be able to get him, and this really wasn't exp- uh, inspiring at all. I would, I'd probably prefer Keon Colomitangi than than Campbell Graham at this point. Yeah, okay. I mean, look, Keon's scoring tries, isn't he? So, uh, yeah. Not, not this game, uh, but like 49 in base. I suppose we're talking about 46 in base. And yeah. if he can score, you know, get a meat pie, you know, we're talking about 70. So, yeah, I think I prefer Keon than um, – because he's a bit cheaper too. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, don't mind that. I think two RF though is so stacked. You've got so many options, don't you? I mean, we've got two pods in Olakawatu and Hudson Young that we'll talk about soon. And 
normally you've got to have Fafida. Most people have Nikara. Most people either have Hopgood or another kind of popular option in, into RF. So you've only got so many spots. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, maybe if you've got a handy jewel there somewhere, of which there wasn't as many uh, second row forward center wing uh, jewels this year. So Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, mate, you want to move on to next game this afternoon, wasn't it? Eels 26, Dragons 20. I only caught half of this game, so I'm not 100% sure how it actually played out. I watched the first half, but it looked like the Eels nearly got done. Yeah, I, I don't know. Dragons just seem to be playing a bit better. Uh, that's sort of the reason that I stuffed – I stuff up my captain every week at the moment, but that's sort of the reason I stuffed up the uh, the Ruben Garrick against the Dragons last week. Uh, but from what I see here, they're just playing a bit better footy. Uh, maybe they're just buying into the coach a little bit more. Uh, ben Hunt's back uh, playing footy. It looks like he's going to finish out his contract there. And, um, and yeah, but Bryce Cartwright, two tries. The Cardi party is like a year. It's like he's the manager. He is the manager of a nightclub at this point. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, there's a... Uh, I, uh, unfortunately, whatever this nightclub is, I can't find it. It's hidden somewhere because I'm never going to be able to own Cardi, unfortunately, now. Um, what would you say to people? Obviously, everyone holds him now, right, because it seems yeah. like they're just going to give him edge minutes. But I don't. I still don't think he can get him in, not with around 27 no. by. Uh, I mean, I think there was a question I, I haven't actually seen or read it properly, but I did see a question in the chat. Asking if Cardi is a is a buy or an option moving on the run home, I, I still don't think he is. I would not be able to digest paying six hundred and forty two k for Cartwright after he was bottom dollar at the start of the year. Nah, I it still burns me that I've got Matt Dory sitting there in my sixth two RF spot, <laughs> uh, and that could have been Bryce Cartwright. Oh, it hurts my soul, but hey. I, I made the wrong choice at the start of the year. That's probably one of the worst choices I've made in terms of starts, in, in terms of the difference it could have made for my team. But anyway, that's okay. Gravelawa, 133. He did all right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, a, and a good draft draft player when the when the Dragons are playing well. Gravelawa usually scores well. So, yeah, mm, four tries. Boom, so four yeah, tries, yeah. yeah. And uh, still couldn't get the dub, unfortunately. It looks like the kicking was a little bit off from Lomax as well. So, uh yeah. Might have been a little bit closer. If it was 26-24, it might have kept them in the game, but who knows. Um, what's uh, What are your thoughts on this one, mate? On this game? Um, obviously, I was doing the NBA podcast with you uh, during mm. during the majority of this. Um, just, I've faded Hopgood, and this is just music to my ears, the fact that he's sort of coming off a couple of 50s. Uh, that 100 did hurt there in the middle, but realistically, I do think that Madison is probably a better own than Hopgood. I even talked about a few weeks ago that maybe we could have went Maddo, uh, could have went Hopgood to Maddo. Uh, but with that looming buy, maybe it's time to move on from Hopgood and just get somebody that's having a fantastic that's a fantastic run. Maybe Hopgood to Jackson Ford. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, my I, I think if you've got Hopgood now, I, unless you've got a, a few trades, unless you've got four maybe trades or five trades. I just hold Hopgood until the end of round twenty six, and then trade him. Use your last trade on a Hopgood to a get nice real a nice pod two RF or something to finish the season. That's my plan anyway. I'm definitely holding two trades for the final round, 
Uh, hopefully make maybe one trade for the Rabbitohs buy in round 26. And that's how I'll use my last three. Fingers crossed, no injuries or anything like that. Um, and spoiler alert, I'll probably hold Chancellor Clockstad even though he doesn't play next week. I'll, I'll just hold him and play somebody else. Yep. So speaking of pod captains, would you like to know my NRL fantasy captain for the week? Yeah, tell me. Who was it? Mitchell Moses. I just thought Oof. going downhill, playing against the Dragons. I've got SJ there. Um, who got yep. 92, uh, vice-captained him, so that was a good play. Uh, you don't mm-hmm. get the opportunity to loop as much in that. And, no. uh, yeah, look, I've ended up with Moses there. Um, look, owners would be really disappointed in a big matchup against the Dragons. I love to load up on anybody against the Dragons. I've been a Moses owner this year and been relatively happy. But when you're looking at your SJs, your Clearies and your Nikos, all scoring 100-plus, it is almost delete up territory. At least he's worth a lot of money still in the 700s. Might drop below that now, um, and you can still probably pivot to one of these really good players. Yep, yep, completely agree. I, I don't – we moved off Moses a while ago. I think I ended up having Moses and picked him up for the round 19 major buy for the for the Eels, and it was good of Freddie Fittler to pick him in the third origin. So yeah. uh, there, went, there went that advantage. But, yeah, no, look. Very, uh, very spicy. But when we look at NRL fantasy and the way that they score fantasy as opposed to super coach, kick meters are very important for a halfback. And Mitchell Moses probably accrues the most kick meters or nearly the most kick meters every single year. I had Cleary. He got 91 in fantasy. So I uh, captained him. Seemed to work quite well. I reckon in NRL fantasy, you can just captain Cleary or Hines all year and just rotate yeah. on them. Yeah. 100%. Uh, <clears throat> Dillbags 53, not really much to talk about there. Uh, Lomax 35, Moses 30. So uh, Tyrell Sloan, though, you picked up in draft, didn't you? Yeah, picked him up in draft, played him this week. A little bit bittersweet because played him instead of Connolly Lemuelu. Um, was just a little bit worried about the minutes. Um, but, yeah, happy to bring in anyone for a uh, for a bit of a pop, oh, not a pod play. Just bring in somebody with a bit of upside in draft, play them them to get 70 plus uh pretty happy with that um look it is what it is i think i think i've copped it there at the end with a timico try and uh and lost that one um so yeah not a great day in draft uh but look lead us into clint garbison tell me yeah what did you what do you finish on 78 Um, 78 yeah look he just accrues stats so well and I mean, I moved off him to go to Latrell, and I'm still okay with it. I still feel all right with it. I think Latrell's ahead in points over the two weeks since I've made that move. But there's there's an argument to hold Gutho, and then you just move him on in round 27. Hopefully keep yourself two trades up your sleeve for the final round of the year and just move on Gutho and move on Hopgood. Get in two guns. Mate, if you want to get spicy and you want to move up the rankings, get a couple of nice pods in and, uh, and enjoy yourself because Gutho's a keeper fullback. Yeah, keeper fallback. Um, would have been happy to have had him this year. Missed him this year, uh, but look, ran Jermaine Asako at, at probably the right times too. So not super disappointed there. Um, head us into the last game. Tell us yeah, Raiders, Raiders 22, Tigers 18. Tigers had a chance to clutch this one at the end and kind of shit the bed a little bit. Um, I feel like the Tigers are at this point where they just want the year to be, they, they want the year to finish. 
and it's unfortunate, but I've been a part of sporting teams where you just can't you, you can't find a way to win. Like you get yourself into winning positions and, and you get yourself into a point where you actually think, shit, we're in the game here. And you just find a way to lose. And uh, I played in cricket teams like this. And I think the Tigers are in a very similar position at the moment where they find ways to lose games uh, or they forget how to win. Uh, because winning is a skill. Like to be able to kind of get in the clutch and be able to kind of nail down wins and accrue wins in tough situations is a skill. So the Tigers just don't have that at the moment. But tell, fuck, man, Appy Coruscant is just a gun. This guy's so much better than every other player on the field. It is not funny. Uh, I mean, for the Tigers anyway. Um, super coach wise, not overly relevant when we've got Harry Grant there at hooker. You probably don't need to worry about him. And he only scored 55 tonight. But fuck, he just makes such a difference to this Tigers team. Yeah. Yeah, he looks so good. Um, I sort of wish that I did play him at some stage in um in Supercoach. I know he only got 55, but that's in a position where I've been running Reese Robson all year and he's coming off a off a 38. Look, yeah, would have been happy with with Appy. Would have been happy with Appy. Let's uh <laughs> let's do it. Let's I might even start the year with Appy next year. I don't know. Let's see who's kicking goals next year. Uh because I mean, depending on what Adam Dewey's doing next year. Uh, Abby Coruscant had the kicking duties tonight and didn't miss one. So you never know. It looked, kicked it from the sideline too. Absolutely mm. nailed him. Yep. Yeah, not bad. Didn't mind it. Sebastian Chris, 82 for the Raiders. White in 81. Not well owned. Uh, Hudson Young, our pod, our, our love child, Hudson Young, 68. Uh, was on 57 at the half and finished on 68. So kind of, di- I mean, disappointing second half, good first half. That The difference between the 68 and 100 is just one more attacking stat in that second half. So yeah. Kind of, kind of sucks, but I'll take sixty-eight. I'm not upset about that, and I'm, I'm glad I played him this week. Otherwise, I would have played Munro, and uh, I would have been twenty points behind. So they, they look good because with, with the Raiders, they do make meters with their forwards. Um, you know, Big Red and, oh, Big Red and Taps, like they're two of the best in the game. Even blokes like Emre Guler and stuff, they just end up in attacking positions, and they look for Hudson Youngs. So much when they get close to the line, when they get in the red zone, let's call it. When they get in the red zone, um, Hudson Young is the guy that Fogarty looks for, and realistically, uh, he is always a chance of a double. So yeah, pretty happy to own him. I think I might even come into next year owning him as well next year. Yeah, okay, don't mind that. I'll see what he's priced at. I don't want to go and commit to too many players this early on, but. Uh, they've got the Storm next week. I'll definitely be sitting Huddy next week, but they've got the Bulldogs around 25. So don't mind that matchup, and they'll probably sit him against the Broncos, and then we'll see uh, what's going to happen against the Sharks in round 27. Yep. If the Sharks start resting people or whatever, and they've got their top eight spots solidified, maybe they rest a few blokes and Hudson Young's a play. Uh, but we will see. We will see what happens. There is a question here, though, for this game to a pros asking about Matty Tomoko as a pod. What are your thoughts on him? Because he scored pretty well and he went through a bit of a kind of big roller coaster of scores through the middle of the year. Um, started to come good again. What are your thoughts? I need to see the Raiders be a better football team than they are now to have Mitty, uh, Matty Tomoko because he was good when the Raiders were winning games, when it looked like the Raiders were making their run into the top eight, making a push for that top six. He was great. Uh, he is a guy that, you know, when they're playing downhill, looks really good. But I see 67 with a try against the Tigers after, you know, he's dropped a heap of cash. I think he went to 400K or something during the year at certain times. Mm-hmm. I, 
he could have fluctuated more, and uh, somebody can check on this. He might have fluctuated more than any player in the comp this year. Um, he has gone up and down like a yo-yo all year, and I can't afford that in my team. I Yeah, I think you're buying him at a peak right now. So uh, he's going to lose money this week with his 60 because he had a 90 break even. But the, they've got the Melbourne, they've got Melbourne, the Broncos, and the Sharks in the final four rounds. Like, I don't know whether I want that draw now. I, I like the the Tigers, the Knights matchups, the Dragons in round 19, but I don't know whether I like the run home as much. Um, I'd probably say pass for Tomoko. Yeah. I'd, I'd look at a Newcastle Knights player. Look at Dom Young. Look at if you can afford the extra 100K, look at Gagai. Like those those guys have one of the best runs in the comp. Take them. <laughs> best. Yeah, one of the Bradman best runs in the comp. Yeah, um, I already put that up, didn't I? Uh, oh. All right, mate. Let's um, let's tackle some of these questions before we talk kind of trade thoughts and, and wrap this we've one been, up. We've been sort of saving all our questions to answer them in, in one big lump, so I'm pretty excited for question block here. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. J-Dog, uh, forget about trading Latrell now. Should I look at Manu next weekend? So if you don't have Manu, do you bring him in? He's got and he plays an extra week, which I like over Latrell. Um, mm. I really like bringing in Latrell. Uh, I think that they will be playing downhill. Maybe they were just putting it together this week. But... Pretty ordinary yeah. uh, right side right, or left edge defense as well for Manly uh, that he took advantage of. But if he yeah. keeps getting himself involved in games like he did against Manly on the weekend, like that's he's a guy I'd, you want in your team. Simple as that. And they've got I'd the Dolphins rather, next week. I'd still rather Latrell over Manu. There you go. So they've got the Dolphins into the Eels into the Tigers the next three rounds. So nice, nice little run. We've talked about the Roosters' run. Uh, I, yeah, I like Joey Manu. I think he's a good option. I mean, I yes, I did trade him out. Uh, kind of wish I didn't, but anyway, half of the course, I'd keep him. Uh, next one is Cardi and must-have territory. We we spoke about this a little bit earlier on. I don't think he is. Um, yeah, he's got a double, and that's all well and good, but I don't think he's going to do that every single week. So, uh, especially at his price, what's he priced at now? Oh, I, like six ninety. That's insanity, man. No way, I'm paying six ninety for Cartwright. Yeah, uh, maybe SG Ball. Cartwright from eight, nine years ago. Yeah. Um, oh, 642. Sorry, I got a bit excited. There we go. Still too much. Still too much. No, he's not a must-have. Uh, Raymond Campbell. Hi, guys. Love the podcast. Every week, watcher. Thanks, mate. Thanks for thanks for hopping on with us. 1393. That's, uh, that's a big score. Good on you, Raymond. Uh, for uh, So for, we were talking about Garrick and whether we think he's a sell, and I said he was. Mark said that he, uh, he was strapped up. His leg was strapped up. So maybe there is an injury concern there for Ruben Garrick. So keep an eye on that moving forward. Uh, Mark Lawless it brought Reese Walsh in a couple of weeks ago and his scores are a little bit underwhelming. Should I trade him out? I have the trades to do it. Yeah. Who do you go to? The trades to do, it. do you want me to keep talking about Latrell or keep talking about Latrell? Maybe maybe talk about Latrell. Yeah, so I'd, uh, I'd bring Latrell in for Reese Walsh. Um <laughs> If you don't, I like we just talked about the great draw for Joey Manu. Um, it's also a great draw for Tedesco. Um, I feel like we glossed over his 71 a little bit when he's been copping so much heat all year. Even becomes a little bit of a pod, um, Teddy, because people, you know, like you hear you hear some of the other podcasts having their discussions about who should be the starting fullback for Australia. Um, and you know, it's all coming in Reese Walsh. Well, Teddy's still a fantastic football player, uh, and he's playing what the Tigers and the Dragons in the last three weeks. 
Yep. Yep. I, I would pick Tedesco, to be fair, over over Reese Walsh for this run home now. Um, Tour Pro wants to know is Zarko a must have after he's 125 this weekend? No. Hope this helps. I think he is a nice fade. Just because, just remember that just because he got one big score doesn't make him a must have. I, when we look at Azarko's scores, I'm going to quickly bring them up right now. Uh, he's, so his last four scores before this 100 50, 56, 35, 49. That is not a must have at all. Uh, his scores before that were fantastic, but he hasn't scored over 66 since round 15. And he had today. scored three tries to get 124 as a goal kicker. Yeah, shit kicking, shit kicking, dropped his score back a tad. But uh, like, no, not a must-have. I don't think. If Ruben Garrick scored three points, he'd be on one hundred and seven. Uh, three tries, he'd be on one hundred and seventy. Robbie Starr, one for the good guys here. Since Matty advised me not to get Ponga, and Brain advised me to get Ponga, he's gone ninety-six, one twenty-two, one twenty-one. You, you're welcome. I hope you listen to me and not Matty on this one. Uh, did you, you pulled the? Did you get Ponga in? Yeah, I have Ponga. Yeah, you do. Um, yeah, yeah. I was just saying when he was like 950K that maybe it's not he's not worth it. When you're working dollar for dollar, maybe you could have used that money elsewhere. Uh, but okay. I suppose it depended how many trades you had. This is true. Ponga is God. Uh, Terry yeah. King, hi, boys. Love the show. Thanks for joining us, mate. I uh, just wanted to say how good or bad or how bad was Moses uh, this week with a massive 30. I mean, look, if you've got Moses – is a trade-out option now. I think you need to be looking at SJ, Nico Hines, Nathan Cleary at halfback. I don't think there's any other viable option there. Um, hopefully, you can make that work with the cash meter if you've got trades. I know we're hoping... Right. I know that we're really, really out here hoping SJ goes really bad, but I think if I was in the position with Mitchell Moses, I would still go SJ with that draw. I, I agree. I agree. If I didn't have either of Nico or SJ, I'd pick SJ for the draw. I just yeah, wouldn't trade yeah. Nico out to SJ, which no, works this week, a, but let's see what happens over the next month. It could be 100% sideways. I know Nico's only 820 after nearly pushing a mil earlier on, but realistically, yeah, SJ's run's just phenomenal. Yep. Uh, Drew Culler, 1324, nice score this week. Would you sell Chance, Nickel Klockstad, or Mo Fodawaker this week? Definitely Mo Fodawaker. Considering Tino's back next week, he's an automatic sell. Not only is he going to be suspended next week, but he will take a back seat to Tino's workload. I think Mofo's scores were elevated with Tino out, so you'll watch them drop back now to the mean. It's it's really disappointing to have to move C and K, or or at least have to sit him next week. But I think you still want him for those last three games. Yeah. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. You still get him for three games, and I think that's what we need to remember. That, that three games, he could put up 300s, and it kind of negates the game that he misses. Uh, Robbie Starr, haven't been able to watch the last few weeks, been busy. Got to say, good to have a Sunday beer and listen to you lads. And that's what we're all about here at Insight NRL. Crack a tin, join us on a Sunday night after the footy's wrapped up, kids are in bed, come and chat some super coach, come and chat some footy with us. We love it, and uh, we love that everybody's joining us. So thanks, Robbie, mate, for opening a tin with us. Uh, we already talked about Matty Tomoko, so we'll leave we'll let that one go through to the keeper. Any other live questions? We'll just quickly check. Uh, Terry owned Liam Martin this week. That's a good. That's a good little uh, pod. It's a good seventy-one. Este playing like M- MJ for uh, he's obviously looking at basketball behind me. It's not signed mm-hmm. by MJ. I still work. So um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so MC dear. Mike Conley and MG Mark Gasol. <laughs> 
Um, let's have a look at your early thoughts on maybe some trades next week. Yeah, okay. Uh, I don't think I'll make one, if I'm completely honest. And I know that's boring, and I apologize. I, I want to try and get spicy and you know bring a bit of content to the pod, but I've got three trades, and I don't intend on making one the next fortnight. As bad as that sounds, I, I want to hold my three trades for round 26 and 7. I don't have any Broncos players, so I don't need to trade anybody out round 25. Cowboys have a buy next week. Am I correct in saying? Yeah, Cowboys have a buy. Um, so Cowboys, round 25. I don't have a Broncos. Cowboy either. Yeah, it's Cowboys, Broncos, Rabbitohs, Eels. And then Eels. Yeah, so I don't have any Cowboys players or any Broncos players. So I might be able to get a leg up next week with people that have Walsh and Haas or people that, I mean, Val Holmes is now a trade-out. Obviously, he won't play rest of the regular season, but maybe other people that went – you've got Robson. So that gives me a little bit of an advantage on anybody who has a Cowboy. So I don't think I'll make a trade. I don't think I need to. Yeah. How about yourself? I'm in my bed and I'm going to line it with my with my trades as well. I've got two left. Um, but maybe I could mention the fact that if I did have some trades, what I would do, and it's probably yep. bringing Brian Toto. Um, mm-hmm. The Panthers look absolutely electric. He has tremendous base. Um, like if we're talking about blokes like bringing Jermaine Asako in, like we need to be talking about Brian Toto. Um if I had the trades, I might even go CNK to Toto because, especially with that extra week playing now, yep. um, I just keep in. Sorry, oh, I'm going to interrupt you very quickly. Keep in mind, Brian Toto. There's every chance he doesn't play round 27. Yeah. So maybe you don't get that game advantage on CNK that you normally, maybe that you would expect. I don't know. I'm just guessing. But the Panthers are looking pretty good at the top of the table at the moment. So do they rest their stars? Brian Toto is a star. He he won't play if they rest their They have to slip him first, though. Mm. They're still tie first. I guess if the Broncos keep winning games, they can't afford to rest their stars. So let's hope that continues to happen for I you as a supporter, but also for us. I don't, I don't see with that buy in there. Um, I don't see who's going to beat the Broncos until they come against up against the Panthers, to be honest. Yep. Yeah, fair call. I can't argue with you. I think the Broncos are quality. It's going to be a Broncos-Panthers grand final, I think. Uh, what have the Broncos got? They've got the Cowboys. Uh, oh, sorry, they had the Cowboys this week. They've got the Eels next week, the Bye, the Raiders. The Storm round 27 might give them a shake. That's probably the only team, maybe. But realistically, they're not going to sit. Like, if if they want the minor premiership, they're not going to sit Cleary. They're not going to sit Brian Toto and everything. I can't see the Raiders knocking them off. I know they did it earlier on in the year, uh, but I can't see the Raiders knocking them off. I can't see the Eels knocking them off, which I would presume that we are going to be tied with Penrith. Uh, Penrith have a better for and against. I just can't see them sitting Cleary, sitting Toto and everybody like that and just giving away the minor premiership. Yeah, yeah, fair call. If it comes into the final game <clears throat> and they need to they need to win, obviously they're not going to rest them. So yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, Toto is a fantastic option. Wish I had him. Yeah. So if he doesn't get rested, he's definitely the pick. Um, yep. I'm going to go ahead and say get, get Dane Gagai if you can afford it. I'm going to go in a bit of a different direction. I really like Dane Gagai to a point where, you know what, I might even just get spicy and burn a trade to get him in because – the the matchup I think I can't remember who I was listening to I was listening to a podcast last week and I'll, I'll remember who it was because I want to quote them for it but uh, they're coming up against the fourth or the four worst teams that defend right edge players in terms of like letting in tries through their right wing and center so Dom Young and Dan Gagai over the next month could have an absolute field day and imagine if that came off for you that could be yeah. huge so 
Paul, one trade for next week. Bring in Big Tino. How do we... Who else uh, is? I'm certainly not, but I just love the fact that he's bringing Tino in, and I think that the Titans look like they're playing good footy. Gee, it's mm-hmm. dis- Gee they have been a terrible organisation, the Titans. Um, just... It seems like they've got the players every year. Like, you know, AJ Brimson's a great player. Um, you know, they've got blokes like Jaden Campbell. They've got, you know, Mo Fotowaker. They've got David Fafita. They've got Tino. They've got all these good players. And they just, I can't remember the last time they played in the top eight. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think they just need some half stability. And they've got Kieran Foran over there, obviously. And he's been fantastic. But is Tanner Boyd the answer? I don't think so. Uh, so they need a organizing halfback you know you know who would be a really good halfback for the gold coast titans toby sexton he's a really good player uh on a serious note like i don't know why they moved him on i'd prefer to play toby sexton over tanner boyd personally but anyway hey we're not selectors so yeah exactly he's a bit more exciting than tanner too i just i think that they needed stability and they thought tanner would be but at his age and that I know he's probably getting on a little bit, but I just don't think he's the answer either. I think that they need to buy someone in. Maybe once they start using that Tino money, uh, because I think Tino will be gone. Um, I just... Back to the Melbourne Storm, you reckon? I don't really know where he's going to go. I just think that money isn't everything. He's not going to keep losing every... every, uh, Like, I've met him once. Seems like just a guy that would want to win. Um, seems yeah. like a guy that like money isn't everything to. Um, obviously, like he doesn't pay for a haircut, so um, he's just not out there. <laughs> he's not super worried about money. So, um... do you reckon his missus gets the clippers out and just tidies up the sides for him? Oh, maybe while he's sleeping. <laughs> oh dear, uh, mate. Let's. Uh, we got one cracker of a comment here that we're going to wrap this show up on. And, and Mark, very loyal follower in the Discord, loves getting involved in all the Supercoach chat and is doing very well himself this year. Says, uh, by the way, boys, you guys are legends. Few of the other podcasts seem to have dropped off. May have reasons, but you guys put us uh, put in for us tragics each and every week. And look, honestly, we wouldn't be here if we didn't enjoy it ourselves. So you yeah. guys make it easy getting involved, and we appreciate everybody hopping on every Sunday, every Tuesday. When we do a countdown show on Thursday, everyone's here having a chat with us about Supercoach. So we wouldn't be able to do this if you guys didn't turn up and you you didn't get involved. So we appreciate you as much as you guys do us. Yeah, it's just tins with the lads. How good? That's it. How good's a beer on a Sunday Arvo after putty? Love it. And on that note, mate, let's wrap this bad boy up. Thanks, guys, for hopping on. If you have not done so yet, please hit subscribe. Please hit like on this episode. And if you're listening to us on audio on delay, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever. I, I mean, I think we're on nearly every single audio platform there is. Uh, if you're listening to us there, leave us a review if you can and, and hit that follow button so you don't miss any future episodes. We will be back on Tuesday for Tinless Tuesday, as we always are, to talk teams for round 24. We'll see you then. Have a good one. Cheerio.